Hit Source, your home for incredibly sensitive topics. My name's Nathan, your most nervous host. My name's Andy, your most not gonna not gonna come up with something in time host. <laughs> and I'm Pat, and I'm a host. <laughs> <laughs> And our extra host this week. We have a very special our guest. Our extra special host. Yeah. So excited to have her back. We have Angela. Angela. Welcome back, Angela. Angela! <laughs> <laughs> How Hi, are you doing? Everybody. Podcast professionals. I'm so happy that you called me the extra host, because my name is Miss Extra Petty. It's <laughs> <laughs> nice. so awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, do we want to do, do an opening real quick? It's, it's a mini episode. We usually don't do that for minis. Well, you're a mini episode. Thank you. That's fine. But I'm uh, happy yeah, to been, if Angela wants to talk about how her week has been. Yeah, or like, how are you doing? How, what yeah. happened since our lightning round episode? Um, what have you been up to? We we were talking about before we started. We we talked to you last time when the whole like coronavirus thing was starting before lockdowns and everything happened, and it's been a minute. Um. Yeah. Not much has changed. I'm still sitting in these four walls. Um. I'm in Georgia, so, um, you know, we've had a very eventful lockdown period. You know, we're open, then we're closed. Then we're open, then we're closed. Yeah. Beaches <laughs> have been open and then closed. But uh, <laughs> things have been great. My husband's essential, so he's still working. So we've been blessed. And um, everything's great. We are healthy. So thanks for asking. I actually That's didn't awesome. know that they. So I didn't that know that they here. opened up Georgia to reclose it back down. It's kind of like the situation of uh, yeah, <laughs> the situation <laughs> of he was gonna open us all the way up, and then it was kind of a or maybe not. But <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. It was like yeah, everything's opening, or maybe you shouldn't go into those restaurants all the way. <laughs> I I have been. In general, pretty, it's so weird to say, pretty pleased with how Mike DeWine has fared through this. Yeah, um, he's been killing it. I, Ohio I, has I, been on the ball. I'm proud of you it's guys. It's so weird to praise that guy because he's such a piece of crap. <laughs> right? <laughs> but like... <laughs> credit where credit is due, you know? I mean, like, he's a colossal tool. He's an absolute colossal tool, but he has nailed it. And and Georgia has been a total disaster. I mean, nuclear bomb. <laughs> like, like one of the worst of the state's responses. Well, and I have to say, just really quick, I know it's a mini-episode and everything, but I think one of the reasons that Mike DeWine has been so good, first of all, he's he's been very decisive in the uh, choices he made, mm-hmm. but also um, our director of health, uh, Dr. Amy Acton, is phenomenal yes well so she's you say that she's been doing really well you say that i do say that but i say it you're and i agree but not too long ago the the state house tried to pass a bill to basically strip both of them of any authority moving forward it was a real petty move yeah no they're they're bad yeah anyway it was that that movement was led by democrats right uh, I actually don't believe so, no. What? No. I I don't know, to be completely honest, but I kind of assumed it wasn't because, generally speaking, when it comes to policy, Democrats are much more open to being to making decisions based on science than Republicans are. 
Very much so. I wouldn't say either of them have a super track record, but <laughs> the tendency at least is a little bit stronger for the Democrats. Mini fat check. Ohio House Republicans on Wednesday, May 6th, moved to strip Ohio Department of Health Director Dr. Amy Acton's authority to issue lasting state orders, a direct attack on Republican Governor Mike DeWine and his response to the corona pandemic. Cleveland.com reported that Republicans introduced an amendment to a 2019 regulatory reform bill that would limit health department orders to 14 days and only allow an extension if it receives approval from the Joint Committee on Agency Rule Review. Republicans also moved to lower the fines and penalties for defying the order as well. So, yeah, it was it was Republicans. That's super surprising. Not. Mini fact check. Can, can we <laughs> stretch out the length of that what a little bit? <laughs> A little bit longer of a what. But we're actually I, not here to talk about something from Ohio this week. We're here to talk about something in Georgia. Georgia. Sweet Lord. So as great as Ohio has handled the coronavirus and as poorly as Georgia has handled it, we're not really here to talk about how bad Georgia's handled the coronavirus, but rather how they've mishandled something else that happened. And this actually took place two months ago, the actual incident in question. For the listeners who don't know, we're talking about the, the, the murder about two months ago of a young man, Ahmad Arbery. So the basics, what happened here? 25-year-old man just jogging in Brunswick, February 23rd, just minding his business. Two men hop out of their truck, decide it's his day. It's pretty much, yeah. it's pretty much it. So that's the event. Now, and there, now that happened... Two months ago, he he was running down the street. Two white men, a father and son. Yep. They right saw him running. Now the story goes that they identified him, at least in their minds, as someone that they thought may be responsible for a string of burglaries and break-ins that had happened somewhat recently. Quote unquote. Um, I saw. I think Pat had this had an article that that was pretty much debunked at this point but that was the story at the time um but it took two months for either of these guys to get like i think it started gaining some national attention when a video came out of the murder right a a big part of the story is um no arrests being made initially um it goes in front of a prosecutor the prosecutor looks at the evidence and decides that there's no arrests to be made, um, recuses himself from the case, and, and then... And he was actually the second prosecutor to do that. There, there was an initial prosecutor who recused herself, and then a second prosecutor came up, had look, looked at the facts, decided there wasn't enough evidence to issue arrests for these guys, and then... There was a connection between him and a family member that the family brought up, and they insisted that he step down. And after right, so, that, so so the older the the, the father McMichael, which is the name of uh, the two guys that are accused in this uh, shooting, was a former police officer, and so had a lot of he was. had a lot of connections right. to the prosecutor's office and the DA, and you know all all sorts of entanglements that you know made these two prosecutors recuse themselves because they had a potential conflict of interest in the case because he knew everybody 
What's interesting to me uh-huh. is that they would recuse themselves. Even the one who who said they didn't think there was enough evidence. The the thing, if there wasn't enough evidence, the thing to do would be to dismiss it, not to recuse yourself and pass it on to someone else. Well, and uh, so the the no the big story is that this video comes out and that it's the public outcry that leads to arrests. I would say equal equal to you know that obviously the initial incident that there's also you know this is all coming about as a result of public outcry and people are looking into like why that happened. Well, I'm sure he recused himself because he made the statement that there wasn't enough evidence and then recused himself because there was enough evidence and he made that statement and it was bullshit and he needed to step down because he was too close to the case and he knew that it was a conflict of interest. Um, because you've also got to remember Glenn County, well, you don't know this, Glenn County is Brunswick, Georgia, also Jekyll Island, Georgia, St. Simmons, which is about this big. <laughs> Obviously, the watchers can't see that. But uh, Brunswick, yeah, a spit big. In regards to, like, Cleveland, I'd have to say it's the size of, I don't know, the city <laughs> of Aurora. Okay. Like, this this, this place is, like, <laughs> nothing. So, you know, these people yeah, it's small mow their thing. lawns together and say hello. These people... They know, know each other. So for them to see this guy running down the street, this isn't, there's no way this was the first time that this man ran down the street. This is, there's no way that this is the first time that these neighbors saw this man. Like, you gotta be kidding me. So I'm not surprised that any of these people recuse themselves at all. There's also a new video that shows supposedly... Ahmad uh, entering a construction site, and that that is the the newest thing to the story. Right. Is the the video of entering a construction site, uh, staying for about three minutes, and then leaving. Right. Right. Don't you love it? Oh my god! So what? He walked into a place and then walked out of it. How dare he? I know. Have you guys ever been just bullshitting and just walked around some shit all the time and walked the hell away? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Well, and the thing is, I will even admit that that is probably a crime. I don't know that you would get arrested for it. Of course it was trespassing. I've trespassed the thing all is, the time. It's, <laughs> it was right, a crime, it's, I'm sure. <laughs> it's not relevant because the McMichaels didn't see it happen. Did he need to be shot with a shotgun three times? But even so, like they didn't it? see it happen. They had no idea that it happened. So what, what were they? They were also not police officers. Right. They did not citizens arrest him. They did not call the police. Mm-hmm. You know, that was not their job site. They were not working within the lines of the law. Well, they they actually did call the police. Yeah, from what I understand, there was a... On, right. on, but not for that incident. You know what I mean? Like, that's not why they were doing what they were so doing. So from what I understand, in the effort to get everything right, and I'm sure I'm going to be... We, we should talk about this the way we want to talk about this. But don't be surprised when the episode comes out that it turns out you're wrong because I'm going to be like fact checking this whole thing. No, you're fine. Um, but what I am going to say is from what I understand, there was a guy who worked on the construction site who knew that somebody was there and ended up reporting it, like calling it in. So there, there's a report of that call to 911 or I, I don't know if it's 911 or like the local police. But there is a report of that call coming in. And him saying, hey, somebody was on my construction site. 
My point about it is, I kind of don't care if he, like, murdered somebody. Unless a McMichael saw it happen, it's not relevant to the situation. That's what I'm saying. Did they call McMichael? Yes. Right. Um, and now, say, please right, so go handle my business? Right. The, the, the question of the citizens arrested come up, though. I don't know the laws in Georgia, and I, and I only saw... Uh, you know, the video ooh, that was ooh. shared, which is not comprehensive at all of what happened. I said, ooh. Yeah, okay. I said other things. <laughs> Title 17, Criminal Proce- Procedure, Chapter 4, Arrested Persons, Article 4, Arrested by Private Persons. A private person may arrest an offender if the offense is committed in his presence or within his immediate knowledge. If the if, End of story. <laughs> if the offense is a felony and the offender is escaping or attempting to escape, a private person may arrest him upon reasonable and probable grounds of suspicion. Well, that's my question is, is, is lethal force authorized for a private citizen's arrest? The shotgun made it not reasonable. And, Absolutely and not. And is trespassing a felony. Okay, so... Absolutely not. Then, I guess, sort of the next leg they could try to stand on, the the murderers, I mean, would be maybe that while they were trying to detain him, he tried to fight back and that maybe the shot was self-defense or somehow accidental in the scuffle. Okay, time out. He was shot multiple times with a shotgun. One, you shoot me with a shotgun, I'm absolutely going to fight back. But dang, how many times you got to shoot somebody with a shotty? <laughs> well, right, and the the video Jeez. the video shows the McMichaels stopped their they've stopped their pickup truck in the middle of the road. Uh, the driver's side door is open. Ahmad attempts to run around the passenger side, and then we lose visual. Oh, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I have not actually it's rough visually watched the video. It's it's not great. Um, After watching um, Junior Guzman be murdered, um, I don't know if you guys have seen that video. Emotionally, I didn't really recover from that. Um, So I just stopped watching these videos. I think that is a good and reasonable Mm -hmm. thing to do. Well, all I'm saying is, if I'm describing it, there is a moment where we don't see how the incident started. We, we don't know okay. who did what to whom, but we do know that the McMichaels were not justified in going after him. And we do know that he attempted to run around this truck and then confronted was confronted by a man holding a shotgun. So I don't I, there's an argument out there about like whether because they're trying the McMichaels are trying to say that he attack them first. But I don't, I just don't think that's reasonable. If you're presented... Because, yeah, he went out for a morning run. Right, and a guy... To attack A guy gets in your face with a shotgun, of course you're going to react to that. Of course you are. Yeah. And 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 I'm going to be honest with you guys. Um, Down here, um, I'm, I'm trying to say this as PC, as... Maybe I can help you. So there's a context, there's a long history of racial violence that's down there. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. You know, if if two white men hopped out of a truck on my son or my husband, and he did not know them, 
Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, this kind of is making me a little emotional. Because, um... I can't imagine if that happened to my husband. Because, you know, sometimes... Because these guys almost got away with it. If this video hadn't surfaced and public outcry hadn't reached fever pitch, who knows if they ever would have gotten arrested. Yeah, like we, we as African Americans have to watch where we go, where we walk, where we eat, where we do everything because we don't know if we're allowed. And in 2020, we shouldn't have to worry about if these are white-only pies. I'm sure when he woke up that morning, Ahmad didn't wonder whether he could run down that street that morning. Right. And he shouldn't have had to. Right. Because this is a free country and we're not segregated. And this is a free South. And the color of your skin should not determine where you go or how you live. And honestly, I made a statement the other day on my Facebook because I don't just feel bad for his family. I feel bad for all the families because you know the McMichaels family has to deal with this tragedy too because hate doesn't just affect the families of the victims it affects the families of the perpetrators too you know I'm sure yeah hate grows deep within the families of the people who have it too but I'm sure their whole families don't harbor that hate but now I'm sure they're getting hate letters. I'm sure people are treating them like absolute garbage right now. And I'm sure they have to deal with the fact that their fathers aren't home, their brothers aren't home, their uncles aren't home there. Like, this is just awful for This is just trash. Well, so, uh, there is a history that's there. And, you know, I'm not extremely well educated on it, but the last 200 years, if, if you were drawing a line, like, this is a, uh, a, a thing that has happened before. The worst thing about this is how familiar it feels. Mm-hmm. I, I was right. even going to say, I mean, as weird as it may be to say, as bad as things are and race relations are in America, it's really, you know, I think in in ways the best it's ever been. It like it's been so much worse. This history is so deep and disturbing that I think, you know, it's just a, a lot to to for for a person to comprehend it, to, to wrap their mind around it's it's absolute terror out there and it's on its way to like it's this is supposed to somehow be we're supposed to be accept that this is the best it's like it can be 
it, it, it's it's outrageous, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, I'm apparently at loss for words. I don't. It makes you speechless. I yeah, was, it makes you speechless. I was having one of my Facebook conversations, uh, as I do, <laughs> with the various trolls. And somebody had posted a sort of like a, a propaganda piece from like the 70s about how like it was from a Canadian who has talked about how America like America is great. It's done great things. It's fought great wars. It's given money to other countries to help them rebuild and talked about how innovative we are in terms of like industry and things like that. And all that's true. But they finished it with. And maybe this will teach some people that America has always been great. And I just wrote in there, as long as you're a white dude. Right. And ended it. <laughs> and they started arguing with that. And I'm, what are you taught? Like, you can't say that America has always been great unless you have white skin and a penis. Yep. Those are the two things that you need for America to have always been great. Otherwise, you've got slavery and Japanese internment camps and LGBT issues and civil rights and all of our history, genocide. I like. I, it's hard for me even to like come up with a short list because I'm leaving so many things out. We are exceptionally yep. shitty and have been for the majority of our history. What we do have <laughs> is great potential. What we do have, absolutely right. Man. I love my country. I'm not shitting on my country in that I don't think it can be good and that I don't think that people have sometimes had the best intentions at heart just that we have f***ed up way more than we haven't and it has not always been great yeah for most yeah. people i think that we've had like a lot of great opportunities and i think that every time that we were on like a really steep up curve we've got like really shitty people in power and then it went <laughs> well i think i mean you know, not to go too deep down that rabbit hole, but like there's there's an issue of like certain <laughs> things improve at certain times, but other parts and a culture is very often true of this. Other parts are much, much slower to change. And and so there's this there's this feeling and we, we feel it all the time right now in 2020 where we 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 go, how is it that we are? still just figuring out that like women should be paid the same as men or that you shouldn't shoot black people in the street. And like, you know, it's, it's because something is stuff happened in the 20th century to propel technology and, and labor demands and all these other things way forward. But culturally we're still stuck in like the 19th century mindset Full of racism and and xenophobia. I've I've yeah. heard that this time we're going through now is sort of like the death rattle, the de the death rattle of this old school racism that like our country was founded on. You have this vocal minority who's so upset that it's being taken away from them. But it, it takes a long time I, to I change people's minds. It takes mm -hmm. it takes a couple of generations, and the after effects don't go away necessarily. the The echoes of that might might stay around for a long, well, long yeah. time. And and I think there's also an issue. I mean, in terms of like legal stuff, where s 
old, old laws that have been more or less forgotten might sort of become unearthed as policy, new policies come about and things change. So there's also a, a problem of kind of this backlog of 250 years of racism in our legal code that that is going to be really hard to really flush out. Yeah. It's going to take time. Anyway, back to yeah. Ahmad. There's been something that I don't know if anybody, any of us are runners, but I know there was a big, a big deal like movement of run with Ahmad. Uh, people would run a, go out and run the distance that it was equal to yes, the date that. that he got shot. So it was like two point two. He got shot on like February twenty something, I think. So people will run like two point two whatever miles, and and post their run with a hashtag and and um, even one woman ran a course that wrote the word i think maud or something she wrote his name essentially with how she ran on her gps you know what i mean and i i mm -hmm. think that's that that is great and ultimately pointless you know like we <laughs> well i get i was i was thinking about this and like what we're going to talk about today what, what are we confirming here that a lot of cops are corrupt or that America is racist, or that the system doesn't fairly determine outcomes for people of color the same way it well, does for white people. Like this is, like I said, it's this is all so familiar and like heartbreakingly, like we we already know how this is going to turn out. I think, I mean, for me, I can say part of the reason I wanted to cover this is. First of all, it's a current event story. Second of all, it's it's a very, it's an interesting story where, you know, on the surface it seems very plain and obvious. Then you dig a little bit deeper, and there is some some interesting nuance once you get in there in terms of the legalities and how does how do people get away with things like this? And then I think there's also just the the part of raising awareness and talking about these things. If if it you know. It didn't get talked about for two months, and that almost led to them getting away with it, or could have. But see, that's Georgia. See, that's not even the world's fault, and I have to bring that to light, because that's Georgia needing to stand up, and I have been really, like, pushing hey, here in my neck of the woods, this is what's going on. I keep posting these things like, hey, this is what's happening in Georgia. Hey, right. guys, do you see this? And like kind of exposing things that have been going on in these private discussion groups here in Georgia because these racist things are happening in private down here and nobody says anything. And it's really, really covered up here and it never hits like main news. All of our news outlets down here are really, they're, pri they're just, they're private source. They're not public news outlets. Like, you know, in Ohio, we have News 5. We have uh, everything's live, mm -hmm. everything you can see on right. TV and stuff like that. Our news isn't mm -hmm. on TV. They're just these little private newspapers that you can pick up in like random little places and stuff. And all our county newspapers and things like that. So you really don't hear our news. You're, you're never going to hear about this stuff. You're not going to hear about guys getting murdered. You're not going to hear about how, like, for instance, my county, you're not going to hear about anything that happens here because 
it's so private. So like we have like our train tracks that separate the people in our neighborhoods here. You're not going to hear about that. You're not going to hear about um, how they have our electricity bills so high here that the people can't even live or eat or things like that and how they're shutting off all the power with like the COVID stuff here and it's illegal and people are like petitioning the governor and stuff like that. This is stuff that should be on public outsourced news, but you don't hear that because all of our news is private, but these people should be fighting for this stuff to be on public news so that things can change, but they don't know that they can do that. They're so scared because they get outlash from it they their lights get turned off or their taxes go up or these crazy things happen to them and they don't know that it's illegal they don't know that things can happen to them they don't know that they can file class action lawsuits against people they don't know about these things because everything's privatized and I keep trying to tell them like there are things that you can do I'm from a place where this kind of stuff doesn't happen <laughs> and they're like what what we can do that oh they oh they, when I get evicted I can hire a lawyer they oh they can't do that oh it's it's so crazy when I see the kind of bubble that these people live in and they feel like they can't break out of it and it's really really sad that they live like that and you see this Ahmad case and it's two months old and you're like wait what yeah so this guy got killed and his family didn't say anything to anybody because this murder got put in a newspaper that got sent out to maybe 20,000 people and these 20,000 people went oh that's so sad and maybe like five people said hey maybe I should send this to the news up in Atlanta and then it got put on a, a desk right. and it sat there and it sat there and it sat there and it sat there and then finally some journalist went wait oh my god are you kidding me and then it yeah, finally I, that, hit the news i was floored That's what when i found out that this story was two months in with absolutely no progress and no one had talked about it uh, if it had happened in uh you know new mm -hmm. york or boston or baltimore or cleveland or san francisco like it would have been on there uh, it would have been viral that same day oh yeah so it's wild yeah oh yeah no, it's just because these towns have maybe 20,000 people in them. Their newspapers are ran by like a 90-year-old woman and her kids. And they sometimes issue a newspaper once a month, every two weeks or something like that. They drop it at the welfare office. You maybe can get it at the city hall. And, and I think I've mentioned it. it. I think I've mentioned it a couple this. times before, but like this is how we get shooting statistics for the country there there's no good place to go to see who was killed where we don't keep track of that on a national basis so there are people who comb through these papers to find this information and that's how it's compiled so in some ways ahmad is lucky that his like name got into the paper in the first place yeah there's a girl that just got killed in a small town and i think it's like alabama where the police raided her house looking for someone who didn't even live there, and they shot her 22 times. That's a lot of times. A lot of times. And she was, like, completely innocent. They just broke into her house. They didn't even announce that they were the police or anything. And her story is, is just now hitting. 
But we don't hear about this stuff because it's small town news and the police just sweep it under the rug because no one's paying attention to it. I do have one beef with you guys in this episode that I have to bring up is that you're making it extremely hard for me to make jokes. I mean, this this subject matter does not lend itself to joking yeah. like at all. I was going to say, what jokes did you want to make about this? I will not about this. Just joking is my thing. That's that's what the fans have come to expect from Nathan, and you're making it very hard. That was a good joke right there. Aww. I think he's just like, oh. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. Anyway, well, thank you, thank you so much for coming <laughs> on and talking with us about Appreciate this. Appreciate you, yeah. And, um, I mean, it's always yeah. a pleasure. Yeah, uh, um, Angela, always, always a friend of the pod. Very, very happy to have you on. No, I love it. Is there anything else that anybody wanted to say that didn't get said that we think should be mentioned? I think I'm going to keep on. I'm going to keep on looking at this story and like what comes out now that like progress is actually being made. And we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's amazing how fast things have progressed as soon as it did start to hit public or national media sources, outlets. Oh, of course. You'd be surprised how much stuff is going on down here that would go crazy. It's almost like they already knew what to do and we're just trying to avoid having to right. do it. No, absolutely. And that's why so many people are getting arrested now, if you've mm-hmm. noticed. Yeah, I think they're up to four arrests. Mm-hmm. I think one thing I, one so. thing I am concerned about is, yes, I think it is excellent how much attention is being brought to this issue not just with a mod, but with with different shootings, with with different situations like this. But what's the next step? Like letting people know about it is one thing. What do we do next? What what's what's the next thing that we can do to make this better? And I genuinely don't know what the answer to that is. Well, so I I think I would be careful. Like I would I would uh, preach caution about trying things in the court of public opinion. This case is going to go before a grand jury and it's going to, you know, be tried. And I hope to have a lot of faith in that, you know, the right decision is made. I don't know that the court of public opinion is a super reliable source for deciding and that and that's why we have the legal system in place can i ask a really serious question how hard is it for a white man in power to just say out loud in public that it is not okay to be racist i wouldn't i have no power i i don't i couldn't tell you that, that's pretty easy to do because it just it's just not happening yeah. Well, the opposite is happening. Uh, yeah, I, I'll say I'm a, a white man without power, and I'll say it's not okay to be racist. And I love you for that. <laughs> I mean, I just, I feel like, I, I just, I, we just need a real white man in power to say, it's not okay to judge people by the color of their skin and to stop it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, th- I think some, I think some people are willing to say that. How, how about um, Joe Biden? Would that work? You know, it's like they dance around the subject and, you know, they say, you know, little soft nuances towards it. Right. But they'll never just come out and say, I am not a racist. I am not okay with groups that lean towards racist behavior. I do not support people with any type of racist behavior. 
And it is not okay to judge people by the color of their skin. End of story. I mean, she danced around it a little bit, but I think this is what Hillary was talking about when she was talking about the deplorables. Yeah. Like, you are f***ing deplorable if you're racist. (laughs) But, like, it came back at her like, oh, she hates all Republicans or whatever. Like, it's, you, you have to be able to say this stuff and be willing to deal with the racist backlash from the other side. That's right. And stand there in it. And be respected right. for it. Like, and point at people who, like, try and come after you, like, all right, you're racist, and you're That's racist, right. and you're racist, and you're racist. That's right. So, and this has come up before a little bit, but Pat mentions, you know, the 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 issues with the court of public opinion, and I don't disagree with that, but also I can't put all my trust in the legal court because they botch things constantly. And I mean, <laughs> I like that Pat is making a physical like, well, all right, you're yes, I, I acknowledge what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, he did. Okay. <laughs> okay, we definitely should come up with a better system. Go ahead and name the better system that's going to work. I mean, because they're just going to make a law in our face and then make 12 amendments that make it racist right. all over again. I think there's there's certainly value in the court of public opinion because that's what led to these arrests. Now, it can't be it can't be the final straw. But I also think this is a different situation because I've seen the video where they murder him. I've got it. Like, I, I, I know I know that they did it. There's the the little bit of annoying thing about this video is the second and a half where. Ahmad and the son disappear behind the truck. They admitted it right from the get-go that they killed him. They were never shy about that. They're they're saying that he attacked them first, which gives the people who are defending them just a a little bit of wiggle room. Just a little bit like, oh, if he came after the guy who was holding a shotgun in his face, then it was his fault that he got shot. And if he went in... This is yeah, who's really the aggressor here? The one with the shotgun or the one trying to get it away from the guy? And, and I just want to reinforce the word shotgun. Yeah. Right. One, <laughs> the thing I want to reinforce is we see this over and over again. Every time uh, a specifically a black man is shot in this country, especially by an authority figure. I remember at first I was like, well, at least it wasn't a policeman. And then like reading a little bit further in the article, I'm like, Fuck. all right. It's kind of a policeman. Former policeman. Yeah. But, right. But but the thing yeah. is, every time we see a, a black victim in this country, we immediately see people go after, well, he, he, it's gotta yeah, be he, his went, fault. he went trespassing. He was holding that cell phone in a really aggressive way. He had way. his hood up. Uh, those Skittles, those Skittles were dangerous. The hood was up. And, and right. I think that there you are know, some, like, he used yeah. to be a thug. Check out his Facebook videos. Right. There's certainly like some cases where, like, there were a lot of those for in the last like five, six years, there have been just a huge amount of black men getting killed by white men for a multitude of reasons. Usually it was cops kill, doing the killing. Um, right. And I think sprinkled in there, there were a few cases where I think, you know, arguably those people saying, well, he probably shouldn't have atta- like charged at the cop. Yeah, you're not like wrong, but also maybe don't murder him. Right. 
Because you also see Me. white men charge at cops and they don't shoot them, so... That's exactly it. Or, or, or carrying assault weapons into state capitals. Seriously. There's a... And shouting and screaming in the faces of politicians and, and, and security personnel. Like, being specifically aggressive with loaded rifles of various... You may have to fact check me on this, but I believe that like mass murderers have been taking a, a lie. Uh, mass murderers have been I'm, taking I'm a lie. Sh- mass I, murderers. Yeah. I imagine if they surrender when they are being arrested, then they would have to. I, I'm sure that that has happened. Yeah. yeah. If I have to, I mean white men right, have but- to because if a black man surrendered when being arrested, they would still kill him. So the Odds the two are. things. The, the two sides of this issue and their visuals, so of course this is the best medium for him. I'll, I'll try and get a hold of him. So you see this video of an autistic uh, adult on the ground with playing with a truck and police uh, uh, coming up to him and holding guns up to him saying, drop it, drop it. And his oh man, that's the sad oh, his uh, caretaker coming up and saying, <sighs> uh, like having his hands in the air and saying, it's just a truck, he's just a truck, he can't. He can't pay attention to what you're doing. He can't understand what you're saying. And getting down on the ground, literally laying down on the ground with his hands above his head, and then the police shoot him. Yeah, I remember that one. That was. And he got he got shot in the leg, and he's like, "Why did you shoot me?" And you can hear the cops saying, "I don't know." Like, this is they have they have terrible training, and the other side. Of the, so that's always like the one side. Of the, Wait, I don't know. That's what they said. The cop said, I don't know. He was confused as that's, anybody else. It's wild. That is really wild. Oh yeah. The video's astonishing. You should watch that. It was absolute. Like it was unbelievable. If I can find it, I'll put it in the doobly-doo. But the other side of it is there's a, it's just a still picture it's a guy at a uh, an armed man with a pistol at his waist having an argument with somebody at uh, some sort of festival and he's got his hand on the uh, on his gun he's holding his gun and there's a police officer between the two of them holding his hands up the police officer's hand is nowhere near his gun nowhere near anything with a man threatening to pull his gun in front of him and uh Spoiler alert, the guy holding, uh, putting his hand on his gun was white. Yes, like, it's not as simple as, oh, cops are all racist. I, I would, that's, first of all, a very difficult thing to, to quantify and measure as as much as it may be super obvious. Because how do you really know? The bigger question is, what can we really do? Can we have a requirement that cops not be racist and we can yes. but it would mostly be a it would mostly be to pacify people though and make them feel better because how the, the ability to actually enforce that is is yeah but what we can do is improve training well there's that but you can have a requirement that police are forced to live in the area that they support i mean also in that situation too they can also have some type of training for mental illness, to deal with mental illnesses, to deal with people who yeah. just have issues in general. Because there's also an incident with a guy with mental illness where nobody even called the police. There was just a guy who was having an outburst. Because autism is one of those instances where people get 
killed by the police a lot because the guy was having an issue with his mother and um the police just showed up and the mom just kept saying no it's fine he's just having an outburst he does this a lot don't worry about it don't worry about it but they can get really violent and they can get really loud my daughter's autistic i had that issue too and um yeah i my stepson charlie i worry about it all the time they shot him dead right in the courtyard of their apartments and she was just screaming. She's just like, I don't know why you did this. He does this all the time. You know, I, I wasn't even having an issue. I didn't even call you guys. Why were you even here? You know, like, but you, sh- but I feel like police should be taught to deal with mental illness and to recognize, you know, when somebody's actually having an issue or where they're being violent. Yeah. yeah, I think in the interest of serving and protecting, maybe police training should probably go a little bit beyond, so, here's the law, here's how you pull someone over for a speeding ticket, and yeah. go have fun. Or how about you just listen like, to a caregiver who's speaking English? Like, these are the kind of things, but, but I don't so, know, but I, I don't believe anyway that mm-hmm. there's... Any sort of special needs training for police officers, any sort of um, racial sensitivity. I mean, obviously, every police department in the country is going to be a little bit different, and some probably do some of this stuff. But it's the fact that it is not just common practice is the problem. It is. Because, and, and ongoing therapy for police officers too, because they are going and dealing with pretty intense stuff so, on the regular. And if we can help them deal with that better, then uh, they'll have a more appropriate outlet and they'll be able to respond in a more appropriate way in the future. Yeah. So this might be the liberal in me poking out a little bit, but I think the thing that police need to start being okay with is being in a little bit of danger. And when I, when I say that, what I mean is if I am the guy who says, if you draw on a suspect, if you feel like your life is genuinely in danger and you draw on a suspect, you need to shoot to kill. I don't want you shooting for an arm or a leg or whatever. I think as a police officer, if you feel that you are genuinely in danger, and this is a problem with us not being able to trust them in general, then if I can trust you, I need to be able to trust that you know when you're in danger and when you are, you need to shoot to kill. However, when a dog runs out of the front door of somebody's house and your first reaction is to shoot that dog dead, when a black man is offering you no resistance at all and reaches for his wallet that you just asked for and your reaction is to shoot him dead... When a black man tells you, I'm armed, and you say, don't reach for it, don't reach for it, and he doesn't reach for it, and you shoot him dead, you need to be okay with being in a little bit of reasonable danger. You need to be okay with Mm -hmm. understanding where that line is. And I'm not saying I want to see these officers hurt. Quite the opposite. But you you need to be, your, your first reaction doesn't need to be murder or kill this thing. I mean, police officers are trained to shoot to incapacitate anyway. So at the end of the day, the fact that they're murdering people anyway is ridiculous. Because for one, if you're at, if you're at an incident, for one, you're not even supposed to be physically in an incident by yourself, first of all. So if you and your partner are in an incident and you have a suspect and there's one of you, if he has a gun, you have your gun drawn. First, you're, 
you're initially, you have your gun in your holster. You're warning him. You're telling him, you know, hands off your weapon, hands where I can see him, blah, 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 right? You, you feel like you're in danger. You draw. You and your partner have drawn at this point. You've drawn on your suspect. You're warning your suspect. I've drawn on you, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to fire. I feel like my life is in danger, blah, 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 okay? You do not immediately shoot to kill your suspect. That that's not what you're trained to do. You shoot. You shoot to incapacitate. You shoot below the hips. I'll have to. Anyway. I'll have to double check. But I don't think that's true. I think most of these guys are are trained to shoot center mass because the no, thing is, I literally graduated well, from Open Academy at Tri C. You shoot to incapacitate. There you go. I, I I wonder if it's state by state or something. But anyway, yeah. All right. Sorry. Well, I. I actually just had to say, like, I think we're getting close to running out of time today, but I did want to thank you, Angela, for taking, um, taking on with us, like, this, this very serious no subject, and I really appreciate your input on it, and mm-hmm. I know it's, like, it's a tough subject, it's a tough subject for everybody, but, um, it's, it's, you know, you're, you're close to it, and, uh, yep. I really appreciate your, no your point of view on it, appreciate so, thanks for yeah. coming on. Absolutely. And I, I mean, it's just, it's nice to yeah. talk to you in general. I mean, it's, this is such a rough subject, but I mean, I, I can't appreciate enough you joining us. Hey guys, why couldn't the pony sing a lullaby? I don't know. Because it was a little horse. Uh. <laughs> There's my Man. joke. I got it in. I really need to come up with a catchphrase. I just hope that we gave you something to think about this, this time around. I love you. Bye. Bye. Bye, Angela. Bye, Angela. Bye. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Nathan, she did on. your thing. She stole your thing. Ha <laughs> <laughs> He was the baby of the family. Ahmad carried the most humble spirit. Um, Ahmad was basically, he, he, he was a happy person. Um, Ahmad was well mannered, um, and he was loved by his, his his family and his peers.